doing study in the book of Jude, one chapter long, but uh, there's an awful lot of stuff packed into that chapter. That's why it takes so long to get to it, and and even even at how we're doing it, we don't we haven't begun to crawl uh, scratch the surface. Uh, we're talking about contending for the faith. Uh, that's what we began our lesson on, and uh, this whole thing we're talking about contending for the faith. Hallelujah. Tonight we're going to be reading uh, for our uh, scripture reference and opening text, uh, verses 14, 15, and 16. And uh, we're going to read that. Hallelujah. Amen. And Enoch also, the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints, man, to execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds which they have ungodly committed. That's a lot of ungodliness in there, isn't it? Hallelujah. Amen. And of all their hard speeches which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. These are murmurers. Oh my. Complainers. Mm. Couldn't have been an apostolic folk, could it? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> These are murmurers, complainers, walking after their own lust, and their mouths speaking great swilling words, having men's persons in admiration because of advantage. My Lord, hallelujah, amen. Uh, you know, uh, looking at somebody because, hey, that, that's an important person. I, I get an advantage if I can get on their good side, you know, hallelujah, amen. So, tonight, in this lesson tonight, we're going to be dealing with uh, the judgment of God. And, and in this, we're going, to, we're going to be talking about a man by the name of Enoch. And uh, uh, the scripture says that he prophesied, and uh, uh, that behold, the Lord cometh. With ten thousand of his saints. Now that is very interesting to me because Enoch lived before the flood of Noah. And he didn't talk about the judgment of the flood. But God showed him way ahead, ahead of time, and we're gonna be we're gonna be talking about that, and he's talked and saw the final judgment. And uh, the flood wasn't too long after this man uh, was gone. But yet he didn't, like I said, he didn't talk about that judgment. Uh, he prophesied something else. And also, if he prophesied something, and uh, Jude referred to it right here, lets me know that they had, they had some writings back then that we don't have right now. Uh, so, uh, that's some other considerations, but, uh, 
this man by the name of Enoch, I want to talk a little bit about a man who loved to walk. Now, why would I say that about Enoch? A man who loved to walk. It's not just the fact that he, that he walked, but who he walked with. Hallelujah. Amen. So to get the full picture of what we're talking about tonight, we're going to have to uh, go out of um, Jude and to the other scriptures. I want, I want them to put up Genesis chapter 5, verses 21 through 24. Now, this is, this is Enoch we're talking about, the one that Jude said prophesied, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousand of his saints. Genesis chapter 5, uh, beginning at verse 21, And Enoch lived sixty and five years, and begat Methuselah. What do we know about Methuselah? He's the oldest man that ever lived. Can anybody tell me how, many, how long he lived? 969. 969 years. All right, go ahead. And Enoch walked with God. Now, I've told you, we're talking about a man who loved to walk. And Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah 300 years and begat sons and daughters. Let me stop and give you something to gnaw on, like an old chicken bone, all right? I've heard, I've heard um, people say, well, it was really a difficult task. Uh, it had to have been a difficult task for Noah and just his three boys to build that big ship and get it ready. But uh, I want you to notice the time span of all these people who lived. And I've got to go back and do it all because I lost it in that fire. But I went down that lineage, and I made, out a, I made out a chart of all the time span. Methuselah died just five years before the flood came. And lets me know, and his other family members, their lifespan crisscrossing, uh, uh, each, each one of them, it wasn't just Noah and his three sons working on that ark. Methuselah died five years before the flood came. Go back through Genesis and look at those, those ages that each one of them gave. Uh, and uh, these, this, this was all part of the same family and the same, same lineage. So, I mean, it wasn't just, it wasn't just Noah he wasn't, he, he, uh, and his three sons. He wasn't, he wasn't all alone. Uh, and, uh, but... Enoch, let's get back to Enoch. Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah 300 uh, years and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Enoch were 365 years. And Enoch walked with God and he was not. For God took him. Wow. Enoch walked with God and was not because God. Now, notice here. 
He lived right in the time period where everybody was living to be eight and 900 years old. But his lifespan was cut short, real short. He lived 365 years. And then he was not because God took him. I don't know how many people has ever really gave any kind of consideration or thought, but I often wonder what it was just what it was about Enoch. What was it about this one man uh, whose relationship was different than everybody else's in that time? He had no Bible to read. Enoch didn't have a Bible to read. He didn't have a temple to go to, a synagogue to go to, or a church to attend. He lived in a time period where it was none of those things. None of those things. Yet he had a relationship with God that no one has ever had before and ever had since. Even us Pentecostals with our experience, we talk about we do not have the experience with God that Enoch had. Because, how can you say that, Brother Sammy? Because, hey, we've had some pretty good shouting times, and I, I felt the Holy Ghost so much, but a lot of times I, I was wondering, I, was, I thought I was going to be raptured out, but I ain't never been raptured up. Enoch was. He was. He got so close to God in a day there wasn't Bible to read. No temple, no synagogue, no churches to attend. But he got so close to God that God took him. The world is full of evil and violence. God had already planned because he gave the time span of 120 years. And God had already planned that he was going to destroy that, uh, that world back then. So God took Enoch, translated him whole lot like what the rapture is going to be like. Amen. Uh, but uh, walking with God was nothing new. Even way back then. Because if you stop and think about it, Brother Paul, Adam walked with God in the garden before the fall. Because God would come down to the garden in the cool of the day and they would have fellowship and communion together. Until one day, the Bible says that Adam and Eve heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. But this time they didn't run to meet him. What did they do? They wouldn't hide their, hid themselves. Amen. So, Walking with God from all the way back to the beginning is nothing been new. They, if they could do it then with no more than what they had, what excuse does the church have today? When God has given us this great power of the Holy Ghost and the Word of God that we have, what is hindering us from walking Close to God today. It's, 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 it's us. You know, it's, you know what the old song, not my brother, not my sister, but it's me, oh Lord. 
you know, standard in need of prayer. So uh, Enoch, he's a man who walked with God, and God took him. And that brings us to the second point when I say, and God took him, because the second point is a man who never died. A man who never died. There's only been one other man who never saw death. Who was the other one? I heard somebody say it. Elijah. Elijah. Now, I don't know. You can, I'll give you this and you can, you can, you can think on it. Uh, sometimes I think, well, that's, that's good. And, and then, I, then I wonder about it. But an awful lot of people believe that Enoch and Elijah are going to be the two witnesses come to earth to preach during the seven-year tribulation period whose body, whose, whose the beast will kill and the bodies will lay in the streets. And then God's going to bring them up. And the reason why some people believe that is there's one scripture in the Bible that says it's appointed for men once to die. And in, now, I, I, you know, you can, you can give that just some thought and study on that a little bit, but I just thought I'd throw it in there. He never died. He was not, for God took him. He walked so close to God, he developed so much of a relationship with him that gravity couldn't hold him no longer. Hallelujah. Gravity couldn't hold him no longer. Uh, we're going to go to one more place. And, uh, and that's in Hebrews, talking about this never dying thing, Hebrews 11 and 5. Notice what it says here about Enoch. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. That's what it said. You want to, this, this is a perfect example of what the rapture is going to be like. Hallelujah. We're going to be here one second and pow. Those are ready going to be caught up in the air. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. God had translated him for before his translation, he had this testimony. He pleased God. Wow. What a testimony. What a testimony. A lot of people work real hard uh, to uh, have people be pleased with them. Uh, but I don't care how hard you work, you're not going to have everybody pleased with everything you do. Amen. Amen. We need to be working about making sure, like the song Darlene used to sing, she ain't sung this song in years, but I want my Lord to be satisfied with me. Hallelujah. I want my life to be what he'd have it be. Hallelujah. I want him pleased with me. Hallelujah. Not because I think I can earn heaven myself, but my works, that's, they don't have nothing to do with it. Hallelujah. Amen. But, but because what he has done for me by grace, amen, I want to do my best to live my life pleasing uh, unto him. So he had the testimony that he pleased God. So, if do you remember? Um, I asked the question, what was it about Enoch 
that caused that great relationship with him and God? Remember I asked that question at the beginning, talking about Enoch. And you see right here that he pleased God. It lets me know that Enoch was a man of strong, extraordinary faith. Because the Bible says without faith, it is impossible to please him. So you didn't hear Enoch walking around with a bunch of negative talk all the time. Come on. You wouldn't have heard Enoch walking around, you know, well, you know, the worst is going to happen, this, 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 and that. You know, the, so many people, all, uh, you know, always expecting the worst out of every situation. You didn't hear that from Enoch. There was no doubt in his life. His life was pure faith. Because I know that because the Bible said he pleased God, and I know what the Bible says it takes to please God. Without faith, it's impossible. Hallelujah. So that's where we got to start. That's where we got to start. Amen. We, we got to increase our faith in the Lord. Hallelujah. The third and final point of our lesson tonight, uh, he was a man who loved the walk, a man who never died. And then third and finally, he was a man who saw Christ return for judgment. Amen. He saw his return. He said, Behold, I saw the Lord coming with ten thousands of his saints. Notice, he was just a few years away from the, from the judgment of, of, of the flood when everybody in the world uh, perished except for eight souls, those souls that was in the ark. But yet, he was so close to God, God gave him a vision before he was translated and he looked down through time, even past Bethlehem. Then I stop and think about it. Before God destroyed the earth the first time with the flood, God already knew what was coming in the end. God knew that that flood water was not going to solve the whole problem. Come on, think about it. Let's put our thoughts together. But God knew back then. Amen. You see, the first time you ever come to God uh, uh, crying and a, and a snotting and carrying on, oh, God, forgive me, and I'll live for you and all that kind of stuff, God knew right then exactly when you was going to turn your back on him and, and, and mess up. But yet he forgave you anyway. He knows the end from the beginning. Hallelujah, man. That's, man, that makes that grace and that mercy so, so good. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. So, to show you what Enoch saw, we got to go to the book of Revelation, chapter 19, reading verses 11 through 16. When, when he said, when Enoch prophesied and said, I, 
see the Lord coming with 10,000 of his saints. Now think about that, and, and, and let's look at here what John the Revelator saw. John on the Isle of Patmos said, I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse. And he that set up him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he doeth judge and make war. He is not going to come back riding a donkey. Hallelujah. When he comes back, he's not going to come back as a Savior. Amen. He's coming back as a judge. Hallelujah. Amen. All right, go ahead and put the next verse up. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns, and he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. Mm-mm-mm. We think we know it all about the name of Jesus. There's a whole lot in that name that we don't even, hadn't even begin to think about. Hallelujah. He was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. <laughs> Lord God, in the beginning was what? The Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. Verse 14, the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. This identifies who this fellow on this horse is. Let's go on further. Look at this. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses clothed in fine linen, white and clean. What did Enoch say? Behold, I saw the Lord coming with 10,000 of his saints. Wow. What a revelation Enoch got before he was trained. That, that shows you what it's like when you begin to get a relationship with God. Amen. And you begin to walk with Him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, hey, He's no respecter of person. Amen. There's a whole lot of benefits, amen, and gifts that God would love to pour down on His church today, but it's kind of hard for Him to find the dedicated people willing to walk with Him. Let me finish reading. Out of His mouth goes a sharp sword that with it he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron, and he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and the wrath of Almighty God. Oh, Lord. My Lord. And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. Glory to God. Wow. Now, I think it's something that John saw that on the Isle of Patmos 2,000 years ago. My Lord, 5,000 years ago, Enoch saw it. Think about it. Behold, the Lord cometh with 10,000 of his saints. What John said, with the armies of heaven following him. Amen. Church. This is why we've got, and, and we preached last Sunday, this is why we've got to get serious about soul winning. This is why we've got to get serious about the lost. Amen. Because time is running out. Um, I'm more concerned about this coming up election than any election in my lifetime. You know, the church needs to be praying right now. 
the church needs to be praying. I believe, I believe that there's been times in the past, in our forefathers' years, that judgment could have come, but because they were praying people and they served God and they walked holy before Him, it was pressed forward. Now, I believe everything the Bible writes about and prophesies about is going to happen. But, but folks, if we could just stir some people for revival. I don't know about you, but I don't want this judgment to come right now. i got too many friends. i got too many loved ones that are still not ready to meet God. It's not going to be a, it's not going to be a pretty day when he comes back to execute judgment. So let's be about the Father's business. Let's try to win as many as we can. Anybody got any comments about our lesson tonight? Questions or anything?